Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 26th of October 2012. For newcomers, as always, make sure you make good use of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. You'll find lots of interesting audios for download for free and you'll start to understand the big system that you're born into. You realize there's been a war going on against the public for well over a hundred years, actually a few hundred years, but uh, in the 20th century it was stepped up drastically, the cultural wars and, and so on, and, and lots of people have lived through it and have adapted to it as well, thinking it was all happening by itself. It's quite amazing that people do that. And, of course, if you show them, uh, here's the evidence of the ones who gave you your culture, change your culture, and so on, the big think tanks that worked on it steadily, uh, they still don't want to know. They don't really want to know, and it's a sad thing. Remember, too, that you're the audience that bring me to you, and you can help me keep going by buying the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, and you can donate as well. And, and from the U.S. to Canada, remember, you can use personal checks or international postal money orders, or you can send cash or PayPal. And across the world, Western Union money, Gram and PayPal, once again. Straight donations are awfully, awfully welcome as we go through these uh, what's they call quantitative easing times, which is just hyperinflation, basically, as we get taxed to the gills by the rich men of the world, because big changes are coming through all the taxations. They've got to get people off the land, the rural areas, except for those who are necessary to work for the big agri-food businesses. The United Nations said a long time ago, remember, uh, in the Department of Agriculture, that food is a weapon, has always been used as a weapon, and that farming was too important to be left to farmers. The big agribusinesses have to run it all. Just like your big supermarkets now and your big build-all centers, etc. Same ideas. Uh, big big uh, chains have to run the world. Corporations. And we're well into it as well. But as I say, most folk adapt and they, they adapt without thinking because most ideas that are put out to them, uh, they don't think through logically that it's done through osmosis, as Jacques uh, Elal said, and uh, they don't really think through things. You're familiarized to ideas, new ideas of what's coming through comedies and movies, but you don't really think down and, uh, and, and get down into business and find out why it's happening, what's behind it, why is it, is it going on. So therefore, folk do adapt and adapt right into the prison, and that's where we are today. It might even be the abattoir, the way it's going. But tonight, I'll, I'll talk about some of this, because you understand, you cannot fight a system that is totally corrupt and evil. And I use the word evil, even though they don't believe in that at the top. There's no such thing as good or bad. It's all morally relative, they say. As long as it benefits them, uh, then it's morally relative. And... Um, but there is such a thing as evil, and all the plans that's been drafted up for such an awful long time by the same people and the generations of them as well, uh, it, it can only be described as evil, what they have in store for the whole planet and the populations of the world. 
Uh, we're dealing with intergenerational psychopaths bound together by a few different things as well, by the way, culturally and so on, and money-wise. And they did set up the system, as I say, over a 100 years ago to take over the world with nice organization, nice-sounding organizations like Royal Institute for International Affairs, Council on Foreign Relations, things that sound very official, but it's all privately owned. These are private groups run by foundations, and the foundations are tax-free, which tells you they run your governments, by the way. When they can tell governments, we're setting up massive foundations with trillions of dollars in them to create armies of non-governmental organizations, keep your hands off them, and government does what they're told. And it's still going on and on and on. Nothing will change until these very institutions are changed and obliterated. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back. We're cutting through the matrix and talking about the system that we're born into. Everyone takes it for granted because the parents don't know to warn their children and therefore everything must be normal because everyone else thinks it's normal too. Everyone has been perfectly conditioned through scientific indoctrination processes which they're completely oblivious of because they don't realize that entertainment and so on is weaponized. It's, it's got lots of messages to download into you and actually to give you um, role models to follow. You copy what you see. And talking about that too, I've, I've mentioned over the last week or so about Jimmy Savile the a prime perv in, in Britain, who was well shielded by the BBC that's full of prime pervs themselves. It's everyone who's had any association with the BBC knows that. And generally it's little boys they go for, but this Jimmy Savile like boys and girls, mainly girls it seems, but of a certain age, not above about 13 or 14, he preferred them really young. And all the, the staff at the BBC were well aware of what was going on. And of course, this whole thing is going to skyrocket higher and higher and higher uh, until the, the big boys at the top simply close ranks, the nobility, and say no more because they cannot have it go, go up any higher. Because Savile was a procurer of children. He got them for other people as well and had these orgies with them. And these were British lords, members of the nobility, and and so on and so on. So they'll close ranks, that's what they call it, closing ranks, and, and they'll stand together and, and, and deny it and, and pout and say how ridiculous, etc., etc. Now, a member of Parliament over in Britain, as Tom Watson says, MP, uh, he's a um, member of Parliament, paedophiles and power says, MP claims that child sex ring has links to Downing Street where the Prime Minister is. And this is from the mainstream. It says, a mirror can reveal a top-level inquiry was launched a week ago into a possible paedophile gang at the heart of government. Uh, Jimmy Savile paedophile scandal took a sensational new twist yesterday with claims that a powerful ch- child sex ring was linked to the Prime Minister's office. Labour MP Tom Watson shot the comments by revealing a key member of the perverted group was a senior aide to former Prime Minister. I think this one is Thatcher, but there was ones after her too. And last night it was confirmed that officers investigating the sickening allegations against Savile are also probing the possible paedophile gang at the heart of government. And see, they can't allow it to go any higher, because there's too many important folk involved, you see. And it says, um, 
Mr. Watson says evidence used to convict sex abuser Peter Wrighton more than 20 years ago contained far wider implications. He told members of Parliament, it says that the evidence file used to convict Wrighton, if it still exists, contains clear intelligence of a widespread paedophile ring. One of its members boasts of his links to a senior aide of a former prime minister who says he could smuggle indecent images of children from abroad. The leads were not followed up, but if the file still exists, I want to ensure that the Metropolitan Police secure the evidence, re-examine it and investigate clear intelligence suggesting a powerful paedophile network linked to Parliament and Number 10 Downing Street. He later posted further details about his bombshell claims on his blog. He said he'd been contacted by a former child protection specialist who claimed the case of Wrighton had not been fully investigated. Wrighton, who belonged to the Sick Paedophile Information Exchange, that was the name of the group, was convicted of importing child pornography from Holland in 1992. Holland's highly implicated in all this stuff. Always has been. So the central allegation was that a large body of material seized in the raid on his home had not been fully investigated. Uh, though Wrighton was the subject of a 1994 BBC profile called The Secret Life of a Paedophile, little had been done to follow up leads from the case. A specialist unit in Scotland Yard had the material which supplemented a wider investigation into organised paedophile rings in children's homes. It's claimed that material seized at Wrighton's home contained letters from known and convicted paedophiles. You're talking about international here. It says the contact who has seen the letters claims that one paedophile in particular was of great concern. He said the paedophile who worked with children boasted of a key aide to a former prime minister who could help get hold of indecent images of children. Leading child care expert Peter Wright in 66 arrives at Evesham Magistrate Court where he was fined £900, I guess, after admitting pornography offences and um, he was convicted. And it goes on, it says, P.I.E. Pi, which is now outlawed, this group also had links with another BBC presenter who was investigated over child sex allegations in the late 80s. Like Savile, the unnamed star was accused of using a charity as a cover to abuse vulnerable children. I said years ago, every charity out there is a con, folks. Every charity out there. It's a very old... You understand this old revolutionary system where they said to release the nihilists and the atheists and so on on society and rule society by them. They weren't kidding. And uh, and they have taken over. They really have taken over. And one of the, the cons was to run the world via philanthropic organizations like the Foundations, Royal Institute for International Affairs, Rockefeller, Carnegie, Ford, Guggenheim, all these foundations would be the new way of ruling the world. And now you have officially from the United Nations to say that, that philanthropists should have a hand in running the affairs of the world. Well, you don't elect them, folks. That's a big difference. Getting back to this paedophile group, it says, the charity was set up by a Pi member in, in the 80s offering yachting classes to vulnerable and underprivileged children. The BBC presenter was investigated after police became aware of allegations he was abusing boys during sailing trips. No charges were ever brought against the star for reasons that remain unclear. That's because it came from the top folks and tell them they met in the Scotland Yard to hands off. That's how simple it is. A child protection source suggested the presenter was going out on a boat with vulnerable children and a leading former member of PI, this paedophile group. The charity was used as a way of taking indecent pictures of the boys, and there was also physical abuse occurring. One man was later convicted of abusing boys during the yachting outings and jailed for four years in the early 90s. 
Detectives are expected to re-examine the case in the light of the flood of allegations regarding Savo. Mr. Watson told how he'd been approached by specialists, especially because he'd been one of the people to, to expose the phone hacking scandal at News of the World. He said he'd also been contacted by someone who claimed the police held a vast quantity of material suggesting Jimmy Savile was a predatory paedophile. Again, too, they had it for years. Everybody knew, the cops all knew, but again, higher ups told them he hands off. And you think you're living in some kind of happy, you know, Disneyland democracy. Margaret Thatcher presenting a cheque to the TV celebrity Jimmy Savile in December. Nice, nice photograph and a nice sick pose. So anyway, I'll put that up tonight to let you know that what's going on. And then another one too, another dead convictions. It says Thatcher's Toby aid named again in Downing Street Peter Fowler ring. The politician implicated in an alleged child sex ring at 10 Downing Street was Sir Peter Morrison, one of Margaret Thatcher's closest advisers. Sir Peter Morrison, you see. Morrison was a mystery senior aide, MP, Member of Parliament, Tom Watson alluded to at Prime Minister's question time. Watson's uh, allegations of a paedophile ring close to Downing Street stunned the House of Commons. Actually, they'd be, you know, a bit more than stunned. They'd all be kind of biting their nails because a lot more be involved in it. Morrison was a conservative politician who acted as Thatcher's parliamentary private secretary while she was prime minister. He also masterminded her failed bid to hold on to the leadership in 1990. He left office in 92 and died in 95. The sexual tastes of the prime minister's trusted advisor were an open secret in some quarters, but were concealed by a police cover-up and threats of libel by Morrison himself, according to a former editor of the Sunday Mirror, Peter Conyu. Simon Heffer wrote in Daily Telegraph in 2009, at least one member of Thatcher's first cabinet was homosexual, at least. (laughs) Her last parliamentary private secretary, Sir Peter Morrison, was a constant trial to the whips, who were afraid that his late-night cruises around and uh, skirmishes in Sussex Gardens would come to the attention of the press. Con told IB Times UK that he first saw he first saw firsthand how efforts to name and shame Morrison were hampered. Uh, that's all they do at the top. They just say to all the cops, hands off, stay away. Quite, quite simple, isn't it? And you vote for these creeps. You see, every house that comes in is the same. Uh, the ones that came in after Thatcher, too, is still going on. And the Labour parties as well. There's been massive scandals about them that were clamped down on, too as well. Top Prime Ministers. But I guess folk are so jaded today, and talk getting back to the cultural war that was placed upon you all, and you don't even know it. You are jaded. Besmanov from the KGB guy, he says you're contaminated. He says it took only 15 to 20 years to contaminate a whole nation, culturally, until you accept anything. And it's happened. Here's an example here. I mean, this... If this article came out 40 years ago, there'd be a whole new way of vetting policemen. Immediately, immediately. Today, it won't do a damn thing. New York cop is arrested for plotting to kidnap and eat women. A New York York police officer allegedly plotted to kidnap up to 100 women, roast them in his oven or, or over a fire, and eat them, federal authorities said. According to a criminal complaint, Gilberto Val, an active New York Police Department officer, discussed kidnapping, cooking and eating body parts of women uh, with an unnamed witness, it says. 
The duo allegedly discussed using chloroform to knock out their prey, then bring them back to 28-year-old Val's kitchen, where the officer said he had a big enough oven, even if I folded their legs. Slow cooking her on a spit over a fire or roasting her alive in a cage were also considered. Val, who was reportedly stationed in Harlem, was arrested Wednesday in his home in the New York borough of Queens. The co-conspirator, who has not been identified, was not charged. This is the U.S. Attorney General for Office for Manhattan said, uh, referred to multiple co-conspirators. So there's a lot more, another gang involved in this, you see. How many of them were cops, I wonder. And you understand they were using the police computers and so on to find these particular women and drop the list. Says no women were actually women were harmed, but FBI acting assistant director uh, Mary Galligan said the stomach churning allegations went beyond comment. Uh, that the allegations in the complaint really need no description from us; they speak for themselves. It'd been an understatement merely to say Val's own words and actions were shocking. Actually, he was going out and he actually met at least one of them in a restaurant, you know, to protect and serve, I guess. Serve up, perhaps. Back with more after this. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix and... Another one of many articles, too. It says, a leading expert in residential childcare was fined £900 yesterday when he admitted importing and possessing illegal homosexual pornographic material. Magistrate says Evesham, Worcestershire, heard that the material included copies of a recognised paedophile magazine and photographs of young boys under the age of 16, posing partly dressed or naked. Peter Wrighton, who is 66, of Brad Batsy Road, uh, Evesham, admitted two illegal importation charges and one charge of possessing obscene material. He was ordered to pay £75 costs and the magistrate's order that the magazine should be destroyed. The chairman of the bench, Robert uh, Rowland, told him, we are aware that you are of previous good character. Really, it's only because he hasn't been caught before. But we think these are serious matters, and the penalty we impose must reflect that. Wrighton, who was a former consultant to the National Children's Bureau for the government, whose patrons include the Secretary of State for Health, Virginia Bottomley. You, you can't make this stuff up. Virginia Bottomley, right? As known as Peter but appeared in court under his real four names, which is Paul Pelham. He's been a lecturer at the National Institute for Social Work in London and has worked with the Open University, advising social work managers on the rights of children in care. Gordon Smith, for the prosecution, said that a book and a magazine containing pictures of young men were intercepted by customs officers at the Dover Postal Depot in April. The packages were addressed to Wrighton. The following month, police raided his home and found a copy of a magazine called The Stud Boys and three copies of a paedophile magazine. Um, called Ben John Warner for the defence said there was no suggestion that if the material had been bought for anything other than the defendant's personal use yeah, and it was not hardcore pornography <laughs> different strokes for different folks eh? but to understand this system as I say society is finished as it was known as corrupt uh, you, you saw the same thing towards the end of the Soviet Union and in the aftermath too where everything in the system there is corrupt even to get into a doctor's office, you've got, you got to bribe the secretary to get an appointment to see a doctor and stuff like that. Well, it's gone down the tubes everywhere else too, you understand. It's pretty well finished. You can't fix something when it's gone this far. It doesn't happen it, it, by itself because those in power are the pervs and the psychopaths. These are the ones who run your system. 
And this article too has to do with the ongoing mission. Yesterday too, now that they've written a law now, so that uh, this uh, perpetual warfare is to is to be just that: perpetual warfare, perpetual anti-terrorism for your lives and beyond. Uh, that's the, going to be the big, big business already is big business. And, and that's how it's just going to be. That's what they've told us. So small aerial drones are moving from the battlefield to local communities and the pace grows faster. During the next year, drones may be used in cities and towns to help fight crime and keep officers out of danger. The use would save on the cost of fuel for police helicopters. Some feel safer as a result, but the San Francisco Chronicle reports that activists worry that this could be the beginning of a systemic invasion of privacy. They're beginning to worry. Uh, civil rights groups argue that the drones could lead to unwarranted surveillance of citizens, and last Thursday the groups made their opinions known as they gathered outside Oakland City Hall to oppose the Alameda County Sheriff's plan to purchase the drones. If the department did, it would be one of the first local law enforcement agencies in the country to do so. Sergeant Jai D. Nelson, spokesman for the sheriff, told the public the drones be used in the same capacity that helicopters are used today. The Chronicle notes that the main reason behind the purchase of drones is money. Fueling a, three, fueling a $3 million helicopter can get expensive, but sending in a battery-powered drone that costs between $50,000 and $100,000 can free up money for other programs or more officers to work patrols. So they've always got a ready excuse for this agenda, this big bucks. There's a lot of money changing hands, folks, because we live in a corrupt society, and the government's encouraging it too. And they keep telling you, oh, jobs, 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 I'll create jobs. Job, they, they, why not just make chains for us all? I'll create jobs too, you know. This is a four-pound model could, uh, which would be, was tested by the deputies, was loaded with high-definition cameras and was able to stay in the air for several hours before needing a recharge. Despite the positive news, Sheriff Gregory Ahern drew the ire of privacy advocates and civil rights groups last week when he said he would use the drones to sector marijuana farms and called such projects proactive policing. I love these words to use, proactive policing. Eh? Anyway, they're also having demonstrations in Seattle about the same thing because they pulled out drones there that uh, have got uh, infrared in them as well so you can see through your windows at nights and all that and see through your clapboard houses that we all have here. They can see through that too. No privacy whatsoever. And they're training you to get used to it, just like Orwell said they would. Seattle Police Department is one of 50 organizations in the country that's been granted permission from the federal government to start using unmanned aerial vehicles, also known as drones. The Dragonfly X6 drone will be fitted with surveillance cameras as well as an infrared eye that can see in the dark. In February, President Obama signed a bill that will allow as many as 30,000 drones to be flown by anyone from police to the Department of Homeland Security within the United States. As many as 30,000 drones. And it's going to increase. You know that. And it's not just the little ones either. They've got big ones way up up there too. This announcement is already causing concern by local citizens as well as the ACLU of Washington. Police drones have valuable uses, but they also provide an unprecedented ability for the government to engage in surveillance of the activities of law-abiding people. Well, we're all just scum to them at the top anyway. And it says they're asking the city of Seattle to produce transparent and clear policies for when and how the drones will be used. It doesn't matter how they start, folks. Once it's on the books, they just keep expanding their powers. Every law is the same. You know that. But it says the Sky Valley Chronicle also pointed out that the SPD, after an 11-month probe, was found by the U.S. Justice Department to have engaged in a pattern of practice of excessive force that violates the Constitution and federal law without even having drones yet. Back with more after this. 
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back. We're cutting through the matrix and... It's interesting too what goes on in the world and sometimes you have to go to other foreign papers to get an understanding of what's going on. This one is about a big exercise that's happening with the US and Israel and it's pretty quiet elsewhere. It says the US 3rd Air Force Commander Austere Challenge 12, it's called Austere Challenge 12, that's the name of this exercise, shows great promise. Leaders of the Israeli Defense Force and the U.S. Armed Forces held a joint press conference yesterday discussing their largest combined exercise to date. On Wednesday, October 24th, leaders of the Israeli Defense Force and the U.S. Armed Forces held a press conference in honor of this week's beginning of Austere Challenge 12, the largest combined exercise held between the two militaries to date. U.S. Uh, 3rd Air Force Commander Lieutenant General Craig Franklin and Israeli Air Force uh, Air Defense Head Brigadier General Shahar Shohat uh, addressed the press conference discussing the aerial defense drills and the mutually beneficial relationship between the, the militaries. The Lieutenant General Franklin discussed the components and progress of the AC-12. More than 1,000 U.S. troops, including a Patriot missile battery and the Aegis missile defense ship, are integrated with other U.S. and Israeli assets as part of an overall comprehensive missile defense network for this exercise, he explained. AC-12 is promising to be a great success. I expect we will meet all of the training objectives for everybody involved. The command post exercise will begin this week and will be followed by a series of smaller cooperative drills that will conclude approximately three weeks from now. Lieutenant General Franklin also explained that the purpose of the drill is to test and hone our combined abilities to defend against missile attacks as we see to maintain peace through preparedness and so on and so on. So it's a PR handout really and uh, of course the US will be paying for all that stuff because they get them new missiles every couple of years. And also, to this article here, the long-term effects of electromagnetic radiation. It's quite interesting this because I was just reading another article about uh, uh, some uh, drone that was put up there to test not putting out uh, electric equipment by electromagnetic pulse, and apparently they said it was very successful. But uh, we're getting bombarded all the time with electromagnetic radiation uh, from government using HARP continuously the high uh, altitude aerial research program to alter the weather along with the heavy spraying that we're getting that's killing all the wildlife off. And you're getting bombarded too uh, by Wi-Fi everywhere you go and your cell phones, etc., and towers. And it's a quite a good article. It says we're bombarded by low levels of radiation from all directions. There's so many sources until reducing them that would, it would mean major changes in most of the things that we do daily, most without a second thought. For example, did you know that the following give off radiation emissions? Your hair dryers, your cell phones, power line transformers, clock radios, and so on. We get it from watching TV and watching and working in offices with fluorescent lights. Basically, we're radiated at home, work, and most other places we go, never mind your computer. Electromagnetic radiation causes tissue damage by releasing electrons in the cells called ionization. It's bad. It says your body needs electrons to function properly. It says possible damages from the low-level radiation over time can cause digestive problems, which can cause abdominal pain, constipation, diarrhea, and can alter and mutate DNA in your colon and elsewhere. 
Then they give you more about um, outcomes of prolonged exposure, tumours, irritable bowel disease, damage to intestinal mucous linings, colon cancer in the more sensitive colons. Uh, it can actually give you prostate cancer as well, even even your laptop computers. Cell phones and cellular, cellular towers, it goes on to two as well, and toxic radiation generated at home and work. I'll put this up tonight as well. And also WikiLeaks, I've no, I don't have much confidence in WikiLeaks after all the, when he admitted to certain deals he made with certain countries. Israel was one of them, not to release any information about Israel. And also people who had something to do with those special countries, uh, owning newspapers in America. He promised not to print any nasty stuff about their goings on. But it says here that he released a prisoner treatment manual from Guantanamo Bay. And uh, it says Julia Sanchez WikiLeaks website on Thursday started publishing more than 100 U.S. Department of Defense documents after the first prisoner treatment manual for Guantanamo Bay. The latest release by the anti-secrecy site comes as Assange, who faces a charge, charges of rape and sexual assault in Sweden. I thought they'd dismissed that. Remains holed up in the Ecuadorian embassy in London with what Quito says are health problems. It said in a statement, the newly released documents expose military detention policies at camps in Iraq and at the Guantanamo Bay naval base in Cuba following September 11, 2001 attacks on the United States. So uh, that's available now for those who like gruesome stuff to see what your government's really up to and how they torture people and stuff like that. Also tonight, I'll put up the top 15 richest members of Congress. It says Americans in every state of the nation have been penny-pinching and even raiding their retirement accounts this year as they struggle with job loss pay cuts and the rising cost of education, food and gas, plus the plundering of their banks and their pensions by the big banks themselves. However, there's one group that's doing better than all right, and they're using your tax dollars to live in luxury too. This has been extremely frustrating for hard-working Americans who witnessed extinguished benefits and flat wages in many sectors of the weak economy. Congressional representatives on balance rank amongst the wealthiest of wealthy Americans and boast financial portfolios that are all but unattainable for most of their constituents, said Sheila Krumholtz, the Center for Responsive Politics Executive Director. CNBC recently compiled a list of America's richest congressmen and congresswomen. Here they are from the least wealthy of the richest to the filthy rich of the richest. Now keep in mind that their net worth does not include any of the additional monetary perks that comes your way when you're an esteemed congress member. That's the top under the table lobby money, folks. And it says here, Representative Rick Berg is Republican um, ND. Mr. Beggs reported minimum net worth is $23.78 million. Not bad job, eh? To be fair here, a majority of Berg's wealth comes from his real estate investments. He owns dozens of apartment units and commercial properties that added up to contribute net worth of $23.78 million in 2011. That's also all the peasants can rent from him. Representative Diane Black, uh, she's a Republican from Tennessee. Miss Black's reported minimum net worth is $24.79 million. Representative Nancy Pelosi, Democrat, California, her, she's worth $26.43 million. And then there's a Representative Shelley Pingree from Maine, Democrat from Maine. Pingree's reported minimum net worth was $28.58 million. Representative Vern Buchanan, Republican, Florida, Mr. Buchanan's reported minimum net worth is $36.49 million. So you understand these folk have nothing in common with you whatsoever. And you keep voting them in. 
Here's one here, Senator Frank Lautenberg, Democrat, New Jersey. Democrats seem to have more cash than anybody else. Mr. Lautenberg's reported minimum net worth was $56.8 million. And Representative Jared Polis, who's a Democrat, Colorado, reported a minimum minimum net worth of $72.9 million. That's not bad, and there's quite a few 80s in here too. Mr. Rockefeller's reported minimum net worth was $83.08 million, and that's just in the one country, of course. <laughs> Don't forget that too, folks. <laughs> yep, they're there to serve you and listen to you all the time and, and what you, you know, and just, just really, they worry you. They're up all night worrying about you. How are you doing? Remember, remember Bush Jr. there? He was honest about it when he had held a conference with his top aides and says, I don't know any poor people. I've never met any, he says, in my life. He says, does anybody here know any? Because I have to know how they think and what they're, what they're feeling. That's really how it is, folks. You know. Another article here, unnamed actor arrested for rape of a 14-year-old boy in the latest of a line of BBC sex scandals. His name is out now, actually. He's on some popular show over in BBC, in BBC Britain. And it says, they're looking dark for the BBC bosses after more reports of emergence of sexual abuse behind scenes at the channel. They reported yesterday that after Jimmy Savile's furor broke out, an unnamed TV actor had been arrested for rape of a 14-year-old boy back in 2010. And it comes after news earlier this year that EastEnders star Joshua Pascoe has also been arrested for an alleged sexual assault. These are assaults on boys, you know. Uh, Pascoe played currently incarcerated men, Mitchell, Ben Mitchell in the award-winning soap, was arrested in question by detectives over an alleged sexual assault in May this year. He's now been released on police bail. I think there's about three behind that all. There's more than one victim. According to the Daily Mail newspaper, Pascoe, 16, attended a Wimbledon police station in South London with a source telling the publication his mum is distraught. He's only 16, so his arrest is very upsetting for the whole family. You understand... I think the BBC vet them to make sure they're pervs. It would make sense if they're already pervs, you see. And they are, actually. They are pervs already. And these are the guys... Understand, I said there's a war on your culture. These are the guys who change and give you your culture, folks. If you haven't quite clued in yet. To all the stuff and trash that you watch on television. Same in the States, same in Canada, same everywhere. And you watch society plummet. It's always been like this. That's where they go for. This has been a real managed war. It's not happenstance. It's managed. If you could read Theo Adorno from the Frankfurt School, they came over to give the Westerners their culture. And presidents and prime ministers says, yep, we'll, we'll give it to your bunch. You design the culture. And we went right down the tubes. He said, we'll go right down to necrophilia. We'll have that with Jimmy Savile. Destroy all that was to bring in the new. You can't save this system. It's, it's had it. Hope you understand that. And also, it's quite interesting too, because the next prime minister of, of Italy... Uh, uh, Silvio Berlusconi I mean he owns I think he owns about 75 to 80% Of all the TV stations over in Italy And again he brought the culture down That was his job And they got himself like 24 hour sex That's all, all you Everything's got sex, sex, sex in it And that keeps them all quiet As they become poorer and poorer 
Well, it's a very simple thing, but it actually works. But anyway, he's sentenced to jail for tax fraud. This is the guy who helps set up everybody else's taxes, eh? And he's fraud- defrauding him. Controversial former Italian Prime Minister Berlusconi, 76, has been sentenced to prison and banned from holding political office after being found guilty of tax fraud. Why, when you're a multi-multi-millionaire, would you be cheating on your taxes? He's got more cash than 25,000 lifetimes would take to spend it all. So, so it says here, Italian court delivered the sentence of Berlusconi and 10 others on Friday following a six-year trial. The prosecutors claimed the defendants purchased television rights for U.S. movies through a series of offshore companies. They then falsely declared the payments to avoid taxes. It's all like a joke, isn't it? You see, see these guys, it's, to them, it's the, that's just a little bit of trivial fun they're having there. Getting away with it. That's how they get turned on with things, getting away with things. They don't need the cash. These are the same people who look down at the countries when it's rolling and, and, and bailout money to, to this EU central banking system and the IMF. And who bring, brought all the IMF and all that in. <laughs> They're all crooks. So what can you do? Anyway, uh, what can you do indeed? Now, the EU, this European Soviet Union that they have there, says EU demands an extra £11.5 billion from British taxpayers. They'll have to fork out an extra £11.5 billion in contributions to fund increases in Brussels. This is the new parliament over in Brussels. Budget after the European Union dismissed a plea from William Hague for spending restraints. I think it's time that they... You know, they, they should really bring Guy Fawkes back, I think, or something. They've got to figure out some way to to get out of this whole darned EU system. But, of course, that's not in the cards, because they planned that for a 100 years, the big boys who run the banking systems. It won't happen. So people are just utter tax slaves now, forever and ever, amen. And that's how it will be. French government in secret of talks with the U.S. on invasion strategy. This is the French government is deploying surveillance drones to the northern Malian region of Azawad today as part of their continued push for an international invasion aimed at imposing the rule of Mali's transitional government on them. This is what they call them when they, when they want to invade and you bring in democracy come transitional governments that you put in. And so here you are, the, 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 the French are working with the U.S. and other countries on an invasion of there too. Interesting too, Israel bombed uh, Sudan the other day there as well without declaring any war at all. Nobody had a hiccup over it. And everyone knows that the whole global warming scam is another part of the chronology that we live under. And, and you know, because it's, it's a, an essential part to distribute the wealth to their own international corporations in far-off third-world countries. And... Uh, to do away with your spending money, you see, so that what you're spending in the future, as I've said so many times, will simply be to pay for the bare essentials, your post-consumer, as they said at the Club of Rome for the United Nations. But the NIWA, this big organization that was given the job of charting New Zealand's warm temperatures and so on, added lots of warming in New Zealand and they got away with it so far. I'll put this link up too to show you how they bamboozled everyone and and even changed all the graphs and reality with it 
to try and say that that global warming. Understand that there's billions and billions of bucks involved in this whole global warming scam. And the biggest players are the big international corporations who are going to get that money given to them as long as they say, oh, we're going to fight global warming with that money. This is all your tax money. This is fascism. You can't get any closer than fascism than this, where your government's working with corporations and they're taxing you and handing it off to the corporations who then gamble that, these tax credits they call them, and make profits off of it. There's no fascism is when government is in bed with private companies, corporations. You're living it. It's the same with your, comp- your, your government's doing 10-year deals for, for jabbing the flu onto you for 10 years in advance and getting paid for that as well. Even though all the results come in every darn year, didn't work, didn't work, and all these nasty side effects that you have with it too, including occasional death. That's fascism. And another article too, I'll put up too from the Washington Post is the last moments of a predator. And it shows you one uh, that crashed actually uh, into a FEMA, I think it was a FEMA uh, um, or a SWAT uh, uh, truck. And it says the transcript recounts the moments before the crash of an armed drone in Djibouti on May the 17th, 2011. Four others have crashed since drone traffic was stepped up in at the clandestine U.S. base. It's a clandestine U.S. base uh, that you've never heard of before uh, that's sending uh, drones all over the planet. So some of the unmanned aircraft are bound for Somalia. The collapsed state, whose border lies just 10 miles to the southeast, most of the armed drones, however, veer across uh, the Gulf of Aden to Yemen, another unstable country where they're being used in increasingly deadly wars with Al-Qaeda franchise, an Al-Qaeda franchise, and what much it is to get in, that's targeted United States. So I'll put this up tonight too, to show you that they've got these camps all over the planet now for setting off drones back after this. Folks, we're back cutting through the matrix. And if, if Jim from Texas, who dropped on the line there, I was going to take him. But remember to call back maybe next week. I'll try and get you then. Getting back to the system that's defunct, really. It's full of crooks and corruption. Always has been, really. It was better hidden in older days. And pedophiles and all kind of kinky stuff. I don't think people really realize how, how bad it is. Maybe they don't care how bad it is. Because I think that everyone's been so polluted by the stuff that comes out of TV stations like the BBC, the so-called dramas and all that with their PC correctness, uh, pillow correctness uh, messages and so on, as they mix porn in with everything that you watch. But I was thinking about the G20 meetings and one of them in Canada, when it was in BC a few years back there, uh, the, the, the taxpayers of Canada got handed a bill, an extra bill for all the hookers there had to be supplies for all these foreign dignitaries. And what we were told in Canada was, that, well, you see, this is normal. These guys expect this kind of thing. That also happened with one of the, the Asian big meetings they have with Asian investors and so on and so on, prime ministers. This is normal for them. And so, wait a minute, they're on Canadian territory, but they can get some where everyone else would get charged and put in a slammer for picking up hookers and underage ones as that too. Male and female hookers, you see. Because some of the guys prefer guys. And 
I know another guy who worked for a newspaper in Britain who was a reporter. And he also went to a G20 meeting in London. He got into the, some of the hotels that all the, the top guys were going to move into. They pretty well stripped inside these hotels before they, for this three-day meeting, this orgy that they have. And um, because all the real things, deals are made by the Sherpas who come in advance and draft all the big laws that they're, they're going to sign. And they brought in love-shaped beds, heart-shaped beds, heart-shaped beds. The taxpayers had to fund all of that in Britain too. Uh, for all these characters who were going to discuss the future of their countries and all that. And they also, he also went through a, a corridor where they were auditioning, auditioning, mind you, the young um, uh, prostitutes, male and female, for all these important dignitaries who were going to turn up. You understand the days of Caligula and so on. They're still on the go. Because these psychopaths always get to the top. But we've never had such a a prevalence as we have today because now it's the norm it's the norm and they've got society that's been as, as Besmanov said we're, we're now contaminated because these guys have contaminated the general population with uh, all kinds of sick stuff through the dramas they watch and the movies they watch until you think nothing about it children aren't safe anymore when children aren't safe it's game over folks there's no future but again, getting back to the big boys who were brought in to destroy your cultures, and I mean it, they were, if they read, read it for yourselves, don't take my word for it, read the, the, the books put out by Theo Adorno, for instance, as an example, who was, and his whole group was given orders from the, the President of the United States to, to stop America from becoming fascist. That was the joke that they, they used, the excuse they used. And he said, we'll bring them right down, we'll destroy everything that was, the family life, the community life, everything has to be destroyed to bring in the new. Because these guys, like Adorno, went under the cover and guise of communism. Remember, there were still good buddies at the end of World War II, uh, communism and capitalism, because they were funded by and run by the same peoples, actually staffed by the same peoples as well, for those who want to figure it out for themselves. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your God's go with you.